ransomware gangs pounce on a Citrix bleed vulnerability, CISA re-releases the logging made easy tool, and Israel recruits NSO and Candiroo to track hostages' devices. This is Risky Business News, prepared by Catlin Kimpanu. Today is October 30th, and this podcast episode is brought to you by vulnerability management and analysis platform, Nucleus Security. At least two ransomware affiliates are exploiting a vulnerability named Citrix Bleed to compromise Citrix devices and pivot to internal networks. Operators linked to the Alpha V and Black Buster ransomware groups have been launching the attacks, but many other threat groups are also exploiting the vulnerability. Citrix Bleed has been under exploitation since late August, but large-scale attacks began after proof-of-concept code was published online. According to security researcher Kevin Beaumont, more than 20,000 Citrix installations were exploited on Saturday alone. The Israeli government has reportedly hired two spyware companies to track the location of phones belonging to hostages kidnapped by Hamas on the 7th of October. Reports suggest the country's intelligence agency has asked NSO Group and Candiru to use their capabilities against kidnapped victims' smartphones. According to a New York Times report from earlier this month, Hamas has used the smartphones of kidnapped Israelis to hijack online accounts and spread threats of violence. More than 200 Israelis were taken hostage and taken to Gaza. The UK Parliament has passed a law that simplifies procedures for seizing crypto and fiat currency linked to money laundering and other fraudulent activities. Named the Economic Crime and Corporate Transparency Act, it grants law enforcement the power to seize assets linked to criminal operations prior to obtaining a court conviction. The new law puts the UK on par with the US, allowing it to take a more proactive role in disrupting criminal organisations. CISA has released a new version of Logging Made Easy, a toolkit that enhances log management on Windows devices. The tool was originally developed by the UK's NCSC agency in the late 2010s and retired in March this year. CISA picked up the tool and rewrote it to cover modern Windows versions and logging capabilities. The tool is available for download via CISA's GitHub account. The Lazarus North Korean Cyber Espionage Group breached a software vendor on multiple occasions throughout 2023. Russian security firm Kaspersky hasn't named the vendor, but says the campaign ran from March to August 2023. The company says Lazarus operators sought to maintain access to the vendor's network and deploy malware to its customers as part of a software supply chain attack. The campaign is one of three major operations carried out by Lazarus this year, where the final payload was the LPE client malware. The other two campaigns targeted defence contractors and the cryptocurrency industry. A threat actor is selling data on 730,000 customers of Roskostrak, Russia's second-largest insurance company. The data contains bank statements, scanned ID documents and life insurance contracts going as far back as 2010. The hacked company was one of the first entities put on the US sanctions list after Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February 2022. 
The hackers who breached LastPass in 2022 have stolen another $4.4 million worth of crypto assets from 25 individuals over the past week. The hackers are cracking password vaults stolen in last year's hack, recovering crypto wallet seed phrases and stealing money from user accounts. The latest round of thefts brings the total to almost $40 million after they stole $35 million from 150 other users earlier this year. A judge in the US has dismissed a lawsuit filed by the widow of murdered journalist Jamal Khashoggi against Israeli spyware maker NSO Group. Hanen El-Atr sued NSO in June after the company's Pegasus spyware was used to hack her and her husband's phones before his murder. The judge dismissed the case because the hacking accusations weren't sufficiently connected to the state of Virginia where the lawsuit was filed. Cybercrime groups are using a service named Kapichka to create accounts in bulk on many of the internet's top platforms. Launched in 2019, the service allows threat actors to bypass capture email and SMS verification systems and create thousands of accounts to be used for spam operations. Kapichka supports all the main platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, Telegram, Discord and Reddit. It can also target smaller platforms like Mastodon, Roblox and Kik. Its API and scripting capabilities also allow threat actors to use its capabilities to target almost any online service. Ubiquity has released a security update to patch a major vulnerability in its Unify web application, which is used to control the company's gateways, switches and wireless access points. The vulnerability allows threat actors to access device configuration data and has received a severity rating of 10 out of 10. Ubiquity devices that have automatic updates enabled in their configuration have already been patched. Those that don't will need to be updated as soon as possible. Enterprise virtualization giant VMware has published two security advisories to fix issues in its vCenter server and tools application. The worst of the two is the vCenter update, which fixes a 9.8 rated issue that can lead to remote code execution. According to Leak.ix, more than a thousand VMware vCenter servers are online in a vulnerable configuration. And closing today's show, Cloudflare has open-sourced a tool named HAR File Sanitizer that can remove authentication cookie files from HTTP archive files. The files are generated by browsers and are typically used for debugging and tech support operations. Cloudflare created and released the tool after cookies for internal accounts were stolen from a HAR file it sent to identity provider Okta during a tech support request. That's all for this podcast edition. Today's show was brought to you by our sponsor, Nucleus Security. Find them at NucleusSec.com.